RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So what's it like being a high-profile campaigner against the COVID measures and vaccinations? When I say high-profile, I mean at international level. What sort of incomings do you take? Do you get the flack when you're over the target? What motivates someone with a profile, a high profile, to speak up for the truth and the cost that could come with that? We're curious about that. And uh, we thought it would be great to get, um, well, one of the UK's most enduring pop exports, best known for their 90s hit, I'm Too Sexy, formed in 89 by brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass. This pair have achieved over 25 million sales globally. They've reached number one in 30 countries with the first band to achieve a number one in the US with a debut single since the Beatles beat that. The multi-platinum brothers have released nine albums. They've shared stages with big names all over the world, achieved a Brit Award nomination, played in front of the Queen, and released a track for Comic Relief. Their success is global, having attracted fans all over the UK, Europe, the US, and beyond. I want to welcome to our program Fred and Richard Fairbrass from Right Said Fred. Hey, guys, thanks for beaming in all the way from the UK. It's great to have you. Pleasure, pleasure. Thanks nice for having us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's a pretty. I mean, just reading the intro there, that's pretty cool. Twenty-five hmm. million sales. Yeah. Um, uh, debut number one. You know, up there with the Beatles. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. Who, who yes. are who are these Beatles? I've never really. <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, what, I've what, never really heard of. What are these Beatles? <laughs> what are of? these Beatles you speak of? Well, you, yeah. you're kind of in a, in a sort of a club with them, really, whether you like it or well, not. Kind of. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. It, uh, well, it was it was strange because we we. We never, we've never signed a major record deal. We always, even once, um, what happened was I'm Too Sexy was rejected by all the labels and it became a... Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Every single label were, were pretty unpleasant about it. Obviously, obviously when <laughs> And it, DJs. Yeah, and DJs. Yeah. When it became a hit, obviously all those opinions did a 180. Yeah, and like those suddenly we, wanting to call you and be your friends yeah, and course, chat. Yeah, we, yeah, we were best mates, yeah. So um, what happened was is we decided to stay independent. And the upside of that is that we can, well, yeah, yeah, the upside is we can kind of do, do what we want. Say what you, we you got freedom. We have, yes, to, we, to a degree. Yeah, we yes, we have, yeah. Mm. Um, the downside, of course, is that you can't beat that machine in terms of, you know, we can't beat Universal or Warners in terms of the um, footprint. Yeah. In terms of radio and mass coverage, you just can't. So we have to. We the way we've we decided to work over thirty years ago now is is sort of in the margins, and sometimes we break out of that line through sex. You don't just kiss or you're my mate, whatever. It goes. They go international, but generally speaking, we tend to work as an independent band, and that comes with, as I said, plus and minuses, like 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 anything. Money, money, money is the big one. You must have done all right out of out of well, particularly that song. <laughs> Yeah, we have. It's like we have. what we've tended yeah. to do over the years because we're independent. We pay for everything. Yeah. So um, if we want to make an album, we have to pay for it. And so, although we made lots of money, we have actually uh, spent an awful lot of money. You've got to invest it back, I suppose, like yeah, any yeah. sort of kind of business, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah, and you have good, good, good years, bad years. You yeah. Know, so it, we have made a lot of money, and we've also spent a lot of money. Yeah. On, <laughs> well, you make it to Sadly, spend. Not, not, not on the fun things. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably another story there, another interview there. Another story there, yeah. right there, yeah. 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 But it must be quite uh, a, a great – well, I'm, I mean, I can't imagine I haven't had that kind of coverage, but – to know what you've done and to achieve those things. I mean, as I said at the start, it's pretty cool. Not everybody gets to do that. 
No, I mean, what's what's great about "I'm Too Sexy" as a, as, as that that song goes is it's it, it's so it, it it's ability to endure, and it's been reinterpreted now. It's, it's now versions of it have now been number one in America four times. Wow, so didn't realize that's, that. Okay. That's our, our version, Drake's version, Taylor Swift's version, <laughs> and Beyonce's version. Beyonce's version is probably the worst. Not, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Uh, that particular uh, but, but do you mind so much? No, uh, no, 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 no. Well, people should feel at liberty to absolutely. interpret how they want. Exactly. So, you know, as long as we get paid, we don't mind. Yeah. The only the only time we've said no to a, to a rehash of the song is if anybody wants to change the lyric. We had one offer to change the lyric into a kind of S and M kind of leathery oh, type yep. thing, and and we didn't go for that. So, provided the song's relatively intact, um, then we're cool with it. Yeah. And advertising swoops on tunes too, right? Have yes. you had? Uh, a lot of that, yeah. yeah. More and more back in the day, actually. Yeah, I mean the sync sync markets dropped a little bit. So you know, back in the even even up to fifteen years ago, you'd get some pretty serious money for a for what's called a synchronization, which is for people that don't know that's if a movie uses it or a commercial or TV whatever. Or whatever. The, those have dropped considerably. Uh, I think you know, obviously, if you're the Stones or Pink Floyd, it's they're, they're still very buoyant. But for yeah. smaller artists, we've seen that. Uh, those those requests have have dropped considerably, so they what? don't. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Um, why do you think it was? I've heard this before. People say, you know, that um, the thing was rejected. You know, first up, yes. and uh, I mean, I'm a. Before I did this, I was a music, you know, radio DJ, I suppose. Okay, and, and you know, you automatically recognize tracks that go, oh yeah, yeah, that right. that'll work. And when I. Right. You know, and we played that song, I think, back on the station that I was in back in the 90s. And it was like a no-brainer. It's just like an automatic well, we hit, were told, hit song. Yeah, you think. But we were told right at the beginning, you'll never have a hit with a record that starts with a vocal. Yeah. That's oh. what we were told. Nearly every Everybody record, said Nearly that. every record label said that. They said because DJs won't play it because they can't talk over the intro. Yeah. Oh, you're talking over the intro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 that's what we were told. So, yeah. what, what's interesting now is um, uh, some record labels. There was a guy from Ireland Records recently, still saying, uh, um, you know, slag, still slagging us off, and still saying, "I'm pleased I didn't sign that song." Forty years later, so, 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 yeah. So, so I said, "Well, you know, it's, it's all very well, you, but you have to take that position because you lost Ireland Records millions of pounds. You know, you can't not." Uh, take another position because it just make you look the look like the idiot. You, you have are. to admit that you missed something. Yeah, um, yeah, because I'm thinking yeah. of the you know the Beatles. Help that starts boom right on. Yeah, yeah exactly. And... Loads, loads of songs. Exactly. Yeah. It's just it's one of those things that when they want them when they don't want you they will just come up with any reason not to sign you. You're too yeah. old. You know you're too young. You're too fat. You're too skinny. You're too <laughs> white. You're too black. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll come up with some. Bogus reason not to sign. It's happened to everybody. It happened to yeah. Sinatra. He yeah. was, everybody goes yeah. through it. They were um, all all these people were told, you know, as his friend says, you know, you won't work because of this or that. Yeah. Once they, as you say, once they've made their mind up, any excuse will do. Yeah. I, I yeah. think what grates with a lot of record labels is that the song didn't come and go. The song has. We still get we still get messages that from radio stations in uh, America who are playlisting it again. Because of the demand, so I think what what hurts with the record labels is is they 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 pass on the song not just because it was a hit, but it's turned into an evergreen. Yeah, and, and when, when we're long gone, forgotten, someone somewhere in the world will be playing that track. And that's an epic fail if you're an executive, right? To it, it miss is. that. Yeah, yeah it, you've it got to explain epic. that to some 
someone like, that, why you weren't yeah. so much of a genius. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the guy at Decca just before the Beatles broke saying that um, bands that play, you know, for, for guitar bands are over. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of, it's that kind of misreading. And also, you know, the, the truth is that punters uh, know an awful lot more than record companies give give them credit for. Audiences, Audiences are, are way yeah. more um, um, adventurous. accepting and adventurous yeah. than record yeah. labels. Yeah. Record labels yeah. are in, instinctively conservative. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, risk averse. They're risk, they're they are. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I mean, more we, so now, actually, than they ever were. Yeah, I mean, we have... Um, we, we we have been offered we just before um in 2019 we were offered a major deal um by by a label and um we were talking to them and it's they haven't learned from their mistakes they haven't learned about uh how they they still think about well we had one, one record label email us and say well oh, we've got this song we, we all we want is a summer hit and i said that's not enough for us we we don't just want a, a we summer want a hit yeah, yeah that that was the thinking and i think it's extraordinary they haven't learned you know, they would still rather sign some idiot boy band or girl band than find the police or, 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 or Pink Floyd. That's where the money is. Yeah, which is obviously, you know. Yeah, I saw Gene Simmons. Um, I think he was talking to Dan Rather recently, and he was oh, saying, right. you know, that era is gone. You know, no one can make really any money out of this anymore. Uh, the, you know, the the Hendrixes, the Beatles, he rattled them all yeah, off. I saw that. In the it can't yeah. exist in, in the ecosystem that it no, I don't. I mean, first of all, I, I personally, I find Kiss a bit ridiculous, but um, I, and they and he's even more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I, I get you on that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I, they, they, they to me were just a project band, yeah. you know. Um, I, I didn't. I never saw. I never got it. Um, so I, I don't really. Uh, we, we used to have our own radio show up to a few months ago, and, and we're too busy to do it now. But what I found interesting was discovering bands, and there are lots of little bands out there making really, really good mm. music, mm. and they are creating them, and they are creating um, a revenue for themselves. Now, it might not be. They might not fill stadiums, and they might not do that sort of um, that sort of business without a major label support. But you've got people like Tom McDonald, uh, High Res, um, right. um, High Res the rapper, um, Jimmy Levy, um, uh, Five Times August, all doing pretty decent business one way or another, and they're and they're small, you know what, you know cottage cottage industries really. Uh, I mean, Tom McDonald regularly posts online his his, his the the uh, offers he gets from major labels. Because his numbers are so high, and he just posts them online and say, "I don't need you, man. I'm I've got three million Whoa. followers on YouTube, and I'm banking, you know, quite quite a lot of money." And uh, so I think the industry has changed. I think Gene Simmons is just out of the loop a little bit. He thinks you have to get a major record deal. Exactly. Exactly. Be, yeah, he was talking about the structure. He said, that if, "Without yeah. structure, there is no way of doing it anymore." But I mean, but you you guys have proved that, haven't you? I mean. Yeah, sort of watching, yeah, you make your own structure, though. I yes. Mean, what, what I, think is, I mean, I didn't see the interview, but he seems to be implying that the structure can only be provided by a major label. Yeah, yes. that's what he was implying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and actually that's not true. You, What you do is you make your own structure and you find yeah. people to work with. Um, the worst thing, I, th if I, if anybody came to me and said, I want to get into the music business, I'm an artist, what, I, what should I do? I, I, ju I just think go independent. Always yeah. go independent. Bank uh, record companies are just like banks, basically. They forward yeah. your money. I mean, the only time you should go to a major is if you've got the the leverage. If you've just done an independent record, it's like with I'm Sexy or that's currently with Tom McDonald, whatever. Yeah. If you've got an independent record that breaks and you can go into a major label and you, you squeeze them. And you can squeeze <laughs> them <laughs> yes. and determine things like 
key man contracts and non-recuperable advances and all that good, all that juicy stuff. If you can do that, then yeah, sure, go yeah, walk into Warner's or whoever and say look, and you could you could exploit them. But unless you go in, if you go cap in hand, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you start off, um, I can remember how I felt when we first walked into a into um, an office where we were seeking support. Mm-hmm. What you think is you tend to think that all the power is on the other side of the desk, and that you have no power, and that you're sort of holding. It's like, can I have more, please? It's all of a twist thing, like going to the bank manager, sort of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually yeah, yeah, the yeah, it's opposite way. It's the opposite way around. If you've got a hit record, you have all the power, and they know it. Yeah, they do. Um, and that's why you get squeezed. And when you're young, you don't see it. So when, yeah. if, yeah. I, I say to any young person out there, if you think you've got a hit record, you that's the gold. That's where it is. You don't. So, so you would go in there and say, okay, I don't care what you say. You're going to give me all the – I know I've got a hit record here. Well, you you have to understand your own power. Yes. There's going to yeah. be a negotiation. There's going to be some yeah, of course. going yeah. on. Uh, but don't go cap in hand. Don't imagine – that you have no power at all, no leverage, because mm. you do, because you have the hit record or you have the, yeah, you have the numbers. Well, that's why you see so many projects is because the labels can control them. You know, if you if, if the label puts together a band, supplies yeah. the writers, supplies the producers, you can throw them, you can throw them away and pick them up again whenever you feel like it. You don't need you know, if you've got a band that you know, like, like the Chippendales, <laughs> like the Chippendales, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you've got a band like ACDC or you know, I don't know, Depeche Mode, whoever, and they write what they do. They control what they do. That's a nightmare for a record label because, oh, my God, you've got a band that thinks. What a nightmare. But if you've got some idiot project who rely on the label and the management, a bit like some of the Simon uh, Simon Cowell projects, they're so dependent upon the structure that they have no power whatsoever, even when they become successful. Yeah, the last thing the last thing a record they wants to do is sign a genius. <laughs> it's an yeah. absolute, it'll be a disaster yeah. for them. You know, yeah. yeah. Um, I want to get to COVID, just th- but this is really interesting. In just a moment, I, I want to get uh, your view. Um, I was having a, a chat uh, with an old colleague of mine about this the other day. We love the 70s because we grew up with that age group. But yeah. uh, but we were kind of revisiting the 80s. You mentioned Depeche Mode. We were listening mm. to Just Can't Get Enough and, yeah. and a few other songs. And I used to think they were quite sort of, you know, chintzy electro, but actually re-listening to some of those tracks, good they're really good. Really and, they, and they're dark. That's what I like. About yeah, they've got they've, yeah. they've got a dark side to them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, we we were rehearsing next to Depeche Mode in the nineties for a while and got chatted with Martin Gore quite a lot. And they're 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 a, they're a thoughtful band. And um, I've got I've got a lot of time for them. And you know, t- typical of the UK, completely undervalued in the UK. Yes. But fortunately, they go. Yeah, I actually a record company guy actually said online on Facebook. He said they called them that eighties band. <laughs> I then posted their US tour, you know, which was like four nights at Madison Square Garden, whatever it was. I can't remember now. I mean, yeah. these people are ridiculous. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, and what I, I personally preferred the 70s to the 80s. I thought it was a much more creative decade, personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but but I, it wasn't I, as tragic as you'd think, is, is, no, is exactly. sort of looking back at it now, you know. Oh, yeah, the 70s I mean, were incredibly Birth crazy. of disco, birth of punk, new wave, electronica. Totally. Yeah, you had uh, yeah prog rock, stadium rock, all that stuff came out of the seventies, glam rock, and then you got to the eighties. And eighties, I always see as the MTV decade. It, it was where yeah. everything became sort of a little bit processed. And the yeah. bands we liked in the eighties, yeah, we liked Talk Talk and uh, Talking right. Head, yeah, Pesh, uh, those um, those sort of bands. Pretty Politi, yeah, was the lead singer. Called green. green. Green was it? No. Was it green? 
singer. Uh, what was his name? I can't remember. I think that, I've got a feeling this singer was called Green. Maybe. Um, and uh, we were told that, that when that when he does vocals, if it's the same guy, he, they 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 kind of insert one. He's so picky about his vocal; he does one word at a time. It's oh, really? Yeah. Something wow. like that. that's kind of yeah. I don't know yeah. whether that's yeah. uh, true or yeah, I, I, We were never really into the Duran Duran sort of Kim Wilde, no. um, Spandau, yeah. that sort of that sort of eighties. That wasn't really our thing. No. Yeah. As, as good as those bands were, but um, yeah, we sort of we're a bit more down the and and how would you rate the nineties? That's where I start to taper off a bit, just because of my age, you know. Yeah, I thought I thought it was really interesting. I thought people like uh, Fatboy Slim mm. uh, was really interesting. KLF, yeah, um, some of the grunge stuff, early grunge was really interesting. Um, I thought some of the dance stuff was fantastic. I switched off in the nineties with Britpop. I thought Britpop was the death of uh, death of groove. I, I, yeah, I mean, groove, yeah, yeah. death of groove. Yeah, yeah, because, death of groove. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of those bands, for me, yeah, a lot of those bands didn't play with any groove. I mean, obviously, there's the Smiths, which weren't really a rip pop anyway. But and um, um, oh, uh, Ian Brown's band. Um, oh, um, Christ Almighty! Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> Ian. Brown, I can't remember the name of the band. Um, <laughs> anyway, I wish I could help you. Fourth Gold was a massive. But anyway, the oh, band, yeah. those. Those bands played with a fantastic groove, and um, I didn't find that when 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 you know Oasis and Blur and some of those other bands came along. I just found it grooveless. It was all a bit flat. It was, yeah, the yeah. drums and bass were really yeah. really linear. Yeah, and that, not for me at all. So well, I, what said, a, I think Morris White had a, a famous quote: "Never get in the way of the groove." Never get away. Yeah. Absolutely, it's absolutely one of the things. One hundred percent true. Yeah, I was on the. I, I really like rowing in the gym, doing the rowing thing. And the track, one of the tracks of my uh, my pod is the Odyssey. Uh, oh, oh, and okay. what you realise about some of that disco stuff is how brilliant. One, it's brilliantly played. I mean, some of the, some of the, the bass playing and the groove and everything is fantastic. Yeah. But also, the mix is so clever because they're they are really busy tracks. Really busy. There's horns and brass. The whole yes. Thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's mixed so well and so carefully that you don't, you never feel that anything is clashing with anything else. Yeah, also you've got Bernard Edwards on bass, and you've got Bernard Edwards on bass. Yeah, well, totally. Yeah, yeah. 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 So you can learn a lot from that period Mm. in terms of groove. I think. Yeah, it's quite interesting from a bass point of view. We've we've been fortunate enough to play with uh, with some great bass players like Phil Spaulding, who sadly is no longer with us. Guys like Trevor Barry and Diego Rodriguez. When we were on the road and we bass players approach us, they think it's going to be, you know, sort of ding, ding, ding. And then they actually, root, root the fifth, you know. then they listen. To the it's not as simple, you right? You know, you, to, play, to play those bass lines, you've got to be a frigging good player. And the amount of bass players, the minute we sit go have an audition and we we, we go to we play say to the bass player, can you play the flip in I'm too sexy? Can you play it? If you can't play that, we can't use it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And and if you want to try and play that on a four string, you've got to be a very, very good player. We had a we did a corporate in in Germany not so long ago, uh with a live band, a pickup band over there. And the bass player, I can't remember his name, but the bass player had all the attitude. He, I mean, definitely thought he was a Look big, good. Look good. Yeah. Did, did no, the whole thing. You. But when, when, it, <laughs> when it came to that flip thing, yeah. it was... Dun, 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 dun. It was just... Forget it. It's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Dr. Yeah. Kiss, those, those octave runs and... and uh, good bass know. player. Well, Phil was a great bass player. Yeah, and, and you've got to be a good player. So it's, it's really interesting when we come across players. Cause we, don't, we, we don't have many friends in the music industry. We, Any? We, 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 yeah. Oh, no, one or two. No, Any. But, but, yeah. <laughs> but we, aren't, we, we, have, we, we have very little respect from other musicians. They, they, they kind of just think we're sort of a project or something, even 30 years later. Yeah. And so there's quite a lot of snobbery. In it. Not so much outside the UK, but I'm talking about the UK 
um, uh, music industry. And um, it's quite interesting. But when you so you get when you get together with players, and you say, well, we need that, or or particularly with drummers, well, you've got to copy that. Uh, particularly in, in Dickie Dippy, and Chuck Sabo did an absolutely extraordinary drum take on that. And um, if it, it, it's players, are, players are surprised how difficult some of the stuff is to play. If yeah. you and as you yeah. say, sit on the groove. You got you've got bass and drummer who know what they're doing. It's a everything is a walk in the park. It doesn't matter what you put on top. Yeah. Well, well, I would <laughs> well, say that. You know, what I mean. you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm glad you said a, a good thing about disco because yeah. I love disco. It, had, it was sort of kind of naff for a while, for one of a better description of word. But some of those productions, like you say, are, are works of art. They really are. In every sense. I mean, no, Rogers. You know, listen to chic stuff. Listen to you yeah. know uh, some of the Sister very Sledge. Early... Yes, Sister, Sister Sledge, Pointer Sisters, yeah. the early Giorgio Moroder stuff. I mean, I remember we we had used we used to run a record. Oh, record I feel label. love. Oh my golly! Yeah. Oh. well, we, we used to run a record or record record label in LA with a guy called David Levine, who sadly is no longer with us, and um, he was a founder member of Casablanca, where they signed. Oh, Don yeah, Scott. her label. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying when they heard that record, they were just they were sat in the AI. He said. We'd never, ever heard of a record like this. Ever. I would have listened to that song about, don't worry, we'll get to COVID, but this is really interesting. I, I listened to that song under headphones, actually, oh, right. pretty loud, oh, a couple of weeks ago, and I've heard it so many times. Mm. I just still can't believe it. It's a no, brilliant record. It is. Absolutely. It is. Uh, and the way it builds and all the, li the little stuff going on, the way it's mixed out stereo, it's so fat and wide. Yeah, 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 it is. A lot of those records are. I mean, you know, the, the, you look at Frankie Relax. That is the yeah. The, yeah. The, 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 with really great records like that, people st stop listening because it's so famous. Yeah. But yeah. If, you, if you go back to Ground Zero and listen to it as if it's the first time, they're, they're remarkable records. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, the, you, I mean, I have really good memories of those tracks when I was going to clubs in town. And you, you know, when you hear Relax, you suddenly remember yeah. you know the club you were in and who you. Yeah, done. right. It gives you a location. It gives you a location. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, exactly. It's like mown yeah. grass. You remember where you are when you smell it, you know. I love yeah. I love the, yeah. I love that nine minute mix of two tribes, that really oh, yeah. long one. It, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. uh, I mean it's it, whoa. Anyway. Okay, so um given that um a lot of musicians, a lot of bands have been in these record company structures, something yeah. like COVID comes along. All right. Yeah. yeah. And and where does that leave an artist in that situation so their conscience is telling them something they don't right. like, like what's happening they've got a lot of pull you know when they say something in public yeah. but they but they've got a straight jacket on kind of haven't they in that situation well i think i think well, they, i think they have i think um it's difficult you have to be um a little bit understanding of those artists who they might have a wife and kids, and the only way they can put food on the table is by going out and doing shows. And the only way they can do a show is to get jabbed. I, you know, I, I sympathize yeah. with yeah. that position, particularly if you're not a writer. Uh, we were lucky in as much as uh, we were writers, so we could pull back from not pull back from life. We actually we actually stopped from playing live for two and a half years because the income still rolls in. From the there. income still rolls, but if you're a performer and not a writer, and you only get paid every time you perform. You were you were on a cleft stick basically because you either had to stop working mm. and go and stack shelves or something, or you or you, bit, you bit the bullet. Yeah. Uh, um, and the trouble was, it was that um, you know the the, uh, the big farmer are now saying nobody forced you to get a jab, which is absolute, yeah, that's what they're saying here too. Which is absolutely uh, politicians are saying. But at, politicians are saying that. But what yeah. but what they did was they made life so unbearable for people who didn't 
that for, for people of, a, of, of you know weak-willed people or people who were easily gulled, um, they, they 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 took the jab and and held. You know, one person who took the jab to go travelling, and now he's desperately ill. Mm. Yeah, so there are a few in that situation as yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah. It's so it, it's it's terrible. And what um, what the politicians did? I don't. I, I know you've had your own pain with that dreadful horse face woman. Uh, who has now gone? Oh, oh my God! Well, she's that? gone to Harvard University, and she's now preaching yeah. um, censorship and missing oh, disinformation, and you know, just, yeah, they will look after. Somebody's gone to somebody, the next somebody, level. Did somebody imply that she's a man? Yes, many times. <laughs> right. Yes, and yeah, possibly. Who knows? <laughs> same with Michelle Obama. I'll, you know, I'll, it's I'll, like I'll there's a to, bloke if ever I saw one. So I've never been close enough. Mike to, and uh, Jack. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never been close enough. To no, work. no, it, it wasn't. I mean, in our position, we 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 didn't climb on the band, you know, the sort of speaking out bandwagon consciously. We we we, yeah. we lived thought we lived in a country where people embraced different uh, different you know different views. So we went to a couple of demonstrations, and it was only the reaction to our being there that made us think something weird is going on. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's that's what it was. It wasn't that we didn't think, um, we weren't automatically on board. Fred was probably more than me, um, but I certainly wasn't. And it's only when we did to went to demonstrations and we saw the reaction of people. Oh, it. Sorry, that's, uh, our, that's our doorbell. Sorry, okay. ignore it. Um, yeah. The reaction yeah. of people like Piers Morgan and that lot, um, that we suddenly thought, actually, this is, this is, this is, there's something weird going on here. And then when I heard the Build Back Better mantra being repeated. We had that here too, so it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So I, and that's when I suddenly thought, oh, somebody's made a call here. Somebody's made a phone call, you know. And uh, it, that's when it started to, um, that, to unravel for us. And, and then once we, once we started speaking out, we just thought, well, actually, this is, we've, made more, we've made more friends by speaking out Ooh. than we would have done if we'd stayed silent. I've heard that said before from other people yeah. that, they're, they're, sorry to jump in, but their friend group had completely flipped and it was a, a kind of mourning over a short period for losing that. But what they've gained, I think I'm, I'm okay to say, has been far more fulfilling Absolutely. and yes. far more positive and enriching in their life. Yeah. Yes. But we, we now get approached by companies who the individuals within the companies are on side. They can't, they don't haven't spoken out, but they're on side. So, We'll get offered a gig or we get offered, we find musicians, tour managers, whoever, through this whole different narrative. And But the strange thing was, what happened was, like Richard just said, all we did was um, we went up to um, well, two things. When, when, during lockdown, within about three days, we thought we, we lived not far from Heathrow, very busy airport. So within Been through days, there a few times. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right. Right. Yes. So um, we live quite close to Heathrow and we're noticing all these planes you know, flying, yeah, the sky's full of planes. So we think, well, what sort of lockdown is this? So we went up to Heathrow um, and um, parked up and went to arrivals. Well, the place is rammed, you know, coming from Seoul and Beijing and Rio and all. So we thought, well, this isn't much of a lockdown, really, is it? Um, so then we, we then we just ignored the lockdown because we thought it was BS. So you had a lockdown uh, going, yet people were coming and going. Oh, yeah, yeah. From yeah, yeah. all over the the world yeah. into Heathrow like nothing was happening. Absolutely right, yeah. yeah. So we then we thought, well, this is all BS. So then uh, we we saw there was a march happening, a protest, whatever you want to call it, up in Trafalgar Square. So we went up there. We thought, let's go and have a look. Yeah, we didn't go up to do anything. So and we actually stood on the periphery. We, um, Trafalgar Square's got these little sort of concrete walls, 
low, uh, sitting on sort of them, whatever, around, yeah. around, the, around the perimeter. So we just sat on there and watched. And then the press spotted us. Right, so that we yeah, oh, they started, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So then they started taking photos, and then the next day, people like Piers Morgan, the Daily Mail, quite a few actors and celebrities just lost their minds that we'd gone to this demo. So hit jobs. Here, here come the hit jobs, right? Oh yeah, yeah it was a complete uh, um, a character assassination. They just went mental. It wasn't. Oh, that's interesting. Why did you well, do it was, that? It, it was it was a it, Brexit was the first time I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of that, the, okay, that, yeah. that animosity and that division. Yeah, um, the people who were pro EU didn't want to talk to the Brexit people. The Brexit people didn't want to talk to the pro EU people. They were what stood outside the House of Parliament, all, all their respective flags, all shouting abuse to each other. There was no attempt, and sadly, um, and it's the same with politicians now. We have had no guidance and no real leadership from no. our, politi- our political. Well, they were captured and. We've had one or two in the house, Andrew Bridgen and uh, Christopher Charles. I was going to ask you about him, because we're aware of him too. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. With I mean, that Andrew, lone speech to we, Parliament we, we with about Andrew. three people there. Yes. Yeah, we've met Andrew a few times, and uh, you'd speak as you find. I, I, find, I know he initially sort of followed the narrative, but yeah. people are allowed to, allowed to shift position, uh, and you have to take them on face value, I guess, a lot of the time. And, yeah. uh, How do you explain, because you mentioned Piers Morgan, and, you know, we had our local media people basically going the same way. Mm. Um, how do you explain that behaviour? Because um, well, these are supposedly smart people. Piers Morgan's, you know, should be a cynical journalist who doesn't believe anything. He's been yeah. involved in a few dodgy things over the time. But yeah, here yeah. they are, people that you'd expect to have a BS meter on them, you know, as, as big as they come, and, and they kind of fail at it. Well, I think I think people found it really difficult. First of all, some people automatically believe politicians for reasons which I cannot understand. Um, and also, I think some people found it and still find it almost impossible to believe that politicians and opinion maker, opinion formers, all that kind of stuff, all those people would be scientists. Scientists yeah. were as mendacious as they are. Yeah. Um, I don't. And also, I wasn't aware. And you know, growing up, it never crossed my mind that medicine was so compromised by money. It never crossed my mind. It's only in this re- in this recent incarnation that we've seen through COVID, when I started reading the real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. That's right. when I thought this is this really really stinks from the head yeah. down. It really yeah. does. And Robert Kennedy Jr. is absolutely right to say he wants to split that connection up. My gut feeling is he won't be allowed to. No, they're too so. powerful, right? Well, yeah. I, I think they're too powerful. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I wish him luck, but yeah. I, I'm not I, sure. I think that the power you're talking about also you know, went through the mainstream media because the lockstep was extraordinary. The lockstep hates against people, the narrative. And Piers Morgan is just a mouth for hire. He, you know, pay him enough money, he'll pretty much say whatever you ask him to say. And, right. You know, yeah. I, you know I, I find that I, yeah, he's a contemptible individual. Now he's suddenly discovered the truth, apparently, um, which is hilarious. Um, and I think... Well, that's good think, for business now too. You see, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, they—they they, all they do is they, you know, it's that thing. They just follow the narrative, and and they suddenly say, "Well, that's shifting. I better go there." There's there's, there's very little consistency, and um, I, th- I, I mean, from our position, we, um, yeah, we've never been that uh, embraced in the UK. Really, not not. I don't know. People, the audiences are great, but I mean, by the by, the, yeah, by the media and by the music. Uh, business we we've always been we've always had a slightly fractious relationship and um that uh, covid just absolutely exas- exacerbated that we were just um we would we were just turned into a pen- pinata you know yeah, I they just they just came after us I, I personally couldn't understand why people weren't more cynical 
That's what really yeah. that's what really really surprised me. And the other thing that surprised me was the the the, the degree to which the entertainment industry, music, and the arts generally covered itself in shame. I mean, they have been. It has been absolutely appalling. Mm. Um, you get one or two people, like you know Eric Clapton or uh, Van Morris, who's speaking out. But Ian Brown, Brown from Stone Brown, Rogers. yeah. But yeah, but you can count them on the fingers of one hand. And you have some people, people like Paul McCartney, go and get the jab. You have Elton Spring, John. Elton John. These people have been. So know, they've been. Those two were promoting it, were they, or, or, oh, or urging? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. See, that, said, it's hard to get beyond that. I'm, I'm sorry. Paul McCartney I've, said, "Be cool, get the jab." I don't. Saying, I don't yeah. listen to anything. Extraordinary. People. I mean, Elton, what, what what it proves is that you can be a really talented songwriter and a complete git. Yes, yeah, that's well said. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. It's that simple. I think what was what's interesting is if you look at the genres, just moving forward to sort of where we are now, rap has stood up and yep. taken account for itself. Right. Country music is speaking out. Rock music, nothing. You know, all the what's interesting about a lot of the rock bands, they give it all this and uh, and the attitude on stage. They've got no attitude. They're just cowards. Corporate, they're just corporate types. Yeah. I mean, apart from Dave Mustaine for Megadeth, I can't think of a single artist. I mean, all these other, you know, so-called rebels. You know, certainly look look at the what some of the the, the punk guys. Look at the Damned, who did a poster wearing masks. Or Stormzy. Yeah, then he's been quiet. Yeah, yeah I, I think what's what, <laughs> well, those things don't age well, do they? No, no they, they don't. don't. No. I, I mean, what we find really interesting is that we we we're sort of in this twilight zone. We live in this top, as Bright said, Fred, because the people that f- believe the narrative really don't like us. The people who don't believe the narrative also don't like us because <laughs> be, 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 and the reason they don't is because their heroes didn't speak out. Oh, so okay, yeah. So they're left with right said Fred and they hate it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Liam Gallagher hasn't or, you know, Robbie Williams or Stormzy, the usual suspects who have an opinion about everything. They haven't spoken out about COVID. So oh, it, it really messes with people's thinking, doesn't it? It, it, does. Yes, it does. So so they're in this horrible position that, Bloody hell, we're the left, we're right, said Fred. Yeah. They're the band that recorded that horrible song, I'm also, Sexy. It, 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 it really pisses them off. It, it also yeah. has, it has, it has nothing to do, none of this has anything to do with being a doctor or knowing anything about vaccines or knowing anything about what's in it or, or what it can do. It, it's nothing to do with that. It's all to do with freedom of choice. It's all to do yes. with, with think for yourself and don't necessarily run with the herd. Yeah. You know, if you see a whole load of sheep running down, running down a narrow lane with being corralled by a dog into a truck. Yeah. For me, the one interesting sheep is the one that runs off on its own. Yeah. yeah. You want to follow that's, them. That's the one to follow. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, you know, they killed Galileo for saying what he wasn't allowed to say back in the day. So yeah. you, you need to listen to the, to the isolated voices because very often they're the ones well, who, are, who, are, who are telling the truth. And I certainly oh, rattle on, but my, my, no. oh, my whole thing has been freedom of choice and freedom of speech. That's what has really that's, got... That's always to speed that's, up. That's our position that's completely. Our, that's our perennial position. Yeah. And what, what I found re- really interesting was the debate on abortion. We had Emma Thompson writing on her arm, my body, my choice. Comes to the vaccine... Oh, that's all gone. That's all gone. Do as you're told. Yeah, you know, it's extraordinary. It, it yeah, and real. people didn't seem to get that. I mean, so damn obvious. Yeah, exactly. You know, the contradiction yeah. there. It, it, it's a serious contradiction. It, yeah. it is, yeah. But we, 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 we've tried you know, um, um, the mainstream media. That's all they, they, they will, to, in all fairness. In all fairness, to, I, I shouldn't say that. Some of the mainstream media, media won't talk to us. But in all fairness, we did some promotion recently in the UK. And the BBC regional stations were fantastic. They were. You know, we did about Our regional 30, stations. Okay. Yeah, about thirty. We did about thirty interviews with BBC Regional, 
which is un- why well, I'm not a supporter. In the UK, we've got this big thing, defund the BBC. I yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. I, I, I think it should be a subscription-based, and you should be able to sort of pick and choose, because I would yeah. personally subscribe to some of their services. Right. Um so um it, and so it's been quite interesting you know we get completely blanked by sky as an example yeah. um and we get blanked by uh, you know talk tv or you know, anything more gb news have been very cool but gb news have been great um uh, daily express have been great yeah. um so there's certain certain uh, newspapers have been fantastic but we get attacked all the time by anything music related like the enemy attack us all the time and um so they so it's it's kind of weird we, in this the uk particularly is a funny it's, it, it's a strange little environment yeah. at the moment you but know also i mean i i I don't know whether I had COVID. I, I don't remember. I, I, I fell over in the bath, cut my head. Oh, is this where you went to hospital? Yes. And I went to hospital. I was covered in blood because I cut my head here oh. in the bath. Okay. I, had okay. the bath. I had the bath too hot and you blood, blood, uh, oxygen goes down. Anyway, so taking the hospital, I was there for about two days. I think I had COVID. I think I did, but I'm yeah. not in touch. Did they test you? No, don't remember because I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But what was interesting, I was in the hospital for about two and a half to three days, I suppose. Three, three nights, I think. Yeah, three nights. And um, as I was being discharged, the, the young consultant female came in, um, who was about, I would, mid to late 20s, I would think. And just out of interest, I said to her, have you ever heard of ivermectin? <laughs> she, she said to me, can you spell it? Right. Oh, didn't even know. No. And then she, I spelt it. She put it on her Google, probably on her phone, read what it said for maybe five to 10 seconds, shut the phone off and walked out. So what that told me was even a consultant within the NHS was not really interested in knowing what other treatments were available. If I would, I would have said hydroxychloroquine probably would have got the same reaction. Well, because Trump mentioned that it, it was yes. demonized. Exactly. So how do you explain that? Because that is an experience I've heard about here too. Hmm. Either a total denial or, or, or unwillingness to go there, talk about it, or a high level of ignorance for a qualified person. I, yes. I, it depends how you see this. You can either see COVID-19 as just happening, one of those things that happens and we have to deal with it, or you see it as COVID-19, it happened and then it was used. My, my feeling is that COVID-19 happened, uh, accidental or not, I'm not sure, but it happened, and it, I don't believe it's a hoax. I believe it was real. But I think some very, very ill-meaning people and some very mendacious people got on the back of it and used it to forward an agenda which has nothing to do with medical care. Yeah. That's basically what I think. Yeah, if you look at um, – we've, we've talked to quite a few people around the world about the origins of it, and the way it's emerged is, okay, it was uh, initially a gain-of-function yeah. um, experimental process that was outlawed in the U.S. and was sort of outsourced to the Chinese – through you, you reading the book Fauci, you'll see all that, and uh, the National Institute of Health, and there's a I think even an English person whose name escapes me uh, involved in that as well, and that um, okay, it was let out, and the circumstances of it being distributed internationally around those um, military games and the volume of flights that come out of Chinese cities to the oh. rest of the world, you know, yep. plonked it right in Italy, plonked it here actually, all over the place. Um, and then the um, the patents uh, for the various MRA, mRNA configurations and the production ended up being handled by the Department of Defense. That's why Pfizer has no liability because they didn't actually make it. No, that's exactly, right. Yeah. Exactly. So you've got to ask yourself, what's the that, that's a biological warfare response if the military are involved. So just yeah. just yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I just think you have to just join all the dots. 
I don't, I don't know whether you've heard of ULES in, in uh, New Zealand, but it's, it's the ultra-low emission thing, which has now been extended right across London. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we have our own version of it, net zero. Uh, net yeah. zero. This is all, I think all these dots, it's the same with uh, Drag Queen Storytime, it's the same with Transgender, it's the same with the, ho- the whole We have thing. that here too, it's everywhere. It's all, it is, it's, it's lockstep. All, yeah, it's lockstep. And it's all part of the same thing, which is to undermine the family, to sexualise children, and to create doubt in people's minds about absolutely everything. Yes, yeah. That, that I think it's, that, it, it's all well. There was, there was that brilliant thing at the end of, um, is it 1984 Animal Farm, uh, The Last Command? Um, oh, yes, to, yes. The final command was, oh, I can't remember. You have to look it up. Sorry, you have to Google it yourselves. Yeah. But there's, a great, there's a great quote from it, basically. I think it's to, 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 uh, to not, don't believe what you hear, don't believe what you see, and yeah, something else. Yes. And um, that's that's where we are. And sadly, I, I fall into that trap. I find it very, very difficult to believe anything, uh, particularly with AI, AI now. I find it almost impossible to believe anything I see. Yeah. You, you just, what am I looking at? You got to take it. You got to take a double take on everything. Yes, you have. You have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We have we'll probably get quite good at spotting those. Actually, well, I think yes, so. you do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. You do. that's true. What, what I think is interesting is there was a, there was a thing on. Um, you probably heard of a guy called Neil Oliver. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know Neil. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I agree with almost 99% of everything Neil says, um, although I'd like to see him with his, with his feet on the street in London the next time we'd have a day. Yeah, rather than in a studio oh, or at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that, that will invite me, involve me driving up to Sterling to actually physically see him. <laughs> that might be a bit of a trip. But uh, I, think, I think it's the people just need to get to grips with the idea that because people, people see it as just there's COVID there and then there's ULIS there and then there's transgender there. It's actually all part of the same thing. And I, the Ukraine-Russia thing is interesting because I think what Putin sees, whether you agree with him or not, he sees a cultural collapse of the West. Well, he and said that. Yes, he, that he has said that. Be a face. He's, yeah, he yeah. has. And I think there's an element of truth in that. And I think that the way he sees Russia, and I'm sure lots of Russians see it like this, they are in, in. They are determined to maintain their, their their Christian foundation, their borders, and and the and the the culture that they believe in. And the, the trouble in I don't know what it's like in New Zealand, but in, in the UK, the we haven't had one politician, leading politician, stand up and talk about believing in Britain, believing in cult, the British culture, believing in British history. Not one. Not one. No, I think you're probably the same here. It's more about you know anything that's global, globalist. Exactly. It, exactly. You know. Um, you know, in fact, we're, we're almost encouraged to doubt ourselves, actually. Well, that's the, absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's extraordinary. I mean, we, we, um, uh, we, we, we aren't represented in the UK by anybody or any anything. But we, get, we have representation outside the UK, representation in the US and other countries. Nothing in the UK. It's just it's very bizarre. And we were talking to one one agent, and uh, he said, love what you guys do, but I couldn't work with um, people with your political views. <laughs> so we said, well, what, mm, political, okay. what political views are they? And he didn't know. All he's done is he's read something by the Daily Mail or Google exactly. that, has, that has reiterated something we probably never said. Yeah. And he's t- made his decision. Because when I said, well, what political views? He couldn't explain himself. So I, I just said, well, our political view is not political. It's 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 human rights, which is, you know, body of... Uh, uh, um, body autonomy. Body autonomy. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing. Choice, freedom <laughs> of assembly, freedom of um, um, expression. That's our position. And he said, "Oh, I didn't know that." And then, but he couldn't—he couldn't go. Oh, I'm, I've got this wrong. He just had to stick to his guns. I know exactly I, what you're saying. I used to in, in broadcasting I, for five or ten years. I read news on a news network, 
and uh, and that was cool. And you know, you're sort of anonymous. You've sort of voice on a stick. But um, towards the end of that, um, in a few bars that I used to go to in Auckland, I'm in Wellington now. Is a couple of occasions, the person I was talking to, debating something with, read back the exact lines that I'd read in the news. Yeah, right? oh, yes. they do. Yes, yes. And I thought, I've heard that before. Oh, yes. I get it. I know how this works now. And he was yes. saying that the guy at the time, bless him, as if yeah. it, they were his thoughts. Yes, yes, yes exactly. Well, we 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 got um, attacked by the Daily Mail or Mail Online. I can't remember. Hmm. And um, and what people did is they only quoted it when it was cut and pasted into um, by a, a publication they approved of. So as an example, they may uh. not like the Daily Mail, but because the NME, which is what well, used to be in music paper, the, the NME cut and pasted that story from the Daily Mail and then ran it as their own. People then quoted the NME because it, it's left-leaning, and they thought, oh, I can quote this, but they wouldn't have quoted the very same words from the Daily Mail because it didn't suit their... Uh, online image so, so it's all very subtle right. and, and yeah. you had the i forget the, the name of the army division or something but you had your nudge unit we had ours here yeah, they yes. were aware of all that they knew how that psychology worked right absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely somebody, yeah. somebody um sent us a, um, a thing on um on the posts and it was uh some footage of uh, Zelensky giving a speech i think at the united nations and uh, the story is that the United at the time it was that the, the place was virtually empty, but the yeah. clip showed a packed auditorium. It was absolutely packed. That's how they sold it. So he was talking to a packed auditorium. What they didn't do was check who was in the audience, yeah. and in the audience was Zelensky. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, so they don't even level. try. They don't even try. Well, they don't need to. I think what they think is, I think they think we're all really stupid. Well, a lot of people yeah. are, and I, I think that's what it is. I think they they've uh, somebody once said that wearing a mask is an IQ test. Um, that's how they, that's that's essentially what what how they see it. Well, that's um, an interesting uh, thing too, because um, uh, personal view, if you don't mind me sort of adding it, is yeah. that uh, uh, trying to explain the in your face nature of it is difficult because if you are hiding something, you would. You would go to great lengths to hide it, but there there hasn't been that much hiding of things. It's all been kind of in plain sight, and I think that could be a plausible deniability tactic. So you can say, like, um, you know, we didn't mandate it, we didn't make you take it. That was your choice, but actually, yeah, yeah. everything in reality did make them take it. The plausible deniability is there. Yes, yes yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, when you say to someone, yeah, uh, no, no jab, no job. Um, that's pretty much, particularly as, or if you're a single person, you might get away with that. But if you've got a mortgage and a family and mouths mm. to feed, that <laughs> that's that pretty, means something. And, yeah, and but then I can say, well, no one's holding you down. Again, what completely stumped me right from the beginning is the lack of critical thinking. Yeah. So you know, when you see somebody with a mask, the minute I saw somebody wearing a mask when they're walking down the Great Park, you know, in, on their own in the open air with a mask on, first thing I think is. At what point in history has it been recommended that you rebreathe your own air? Yeah, I mean, if if God had OD on that, CO two, yeah, yeah, yes, let's yeah. OD on CO two. And if if you're looking at correct, you know, um, making um, uh, you know, creating more oxygen and getting rid of CO two, you build tree, you plant trees. But we've got Gates, who's talking about felling seventy million trees to yeah. save the. This, the whole thing is completely upside down. Well, it's all designed. I think you made the point before. 
I, I think this is the point you're making that everything's the, the way it's designed is to push everything apart. Yes. You know, relationships pulled apart. I mean, I had strained relationships still do in the family over this. I didn't yes, ask yes. for it. That's no. there. hasn't gone away in a lot no. of cases. You're talking about the sexualization, the sexualizing of young children that yeah. divides them from their parents. I mean, it's all about pulling things apart. See, it well, well, it's it division through diversity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, we're told yeah. to be. We're told we can actually. Um, we're living in this diverse. Yeah, let's be diverse. Well, no, diversity seems to be compliance. It seems to be conforming. Um, and it's, it's, it's extraordinary. I mean, the idea, if there, if a diversity was real, we wouldn't be blacklisted and nor would any other person. They wouldn't be told you can't work here because of your opinion. There's nothing diverse about that. That, that, that is, that's communism or fascism, whichever banner you want to put under it. But if, if you're stopped from working because you have an opinion, uh, that, there's, that, that is division. It's it, not diversity. Yes. It was, it was, it, I mean, the, the, if you go back in history over time, the amount, the, you know, the struggle that people have endured to establish freedom of speech and the rights of women, and yes. the right minorities, all that kind of stuff. It's it, these, these people, some people were burned at the stake for their beliefs back in the day. Turning in and, their graves right now. Turning in their graves. The speed with which we have forgotten those fundamental principles of freedom of speech, freedom of choice, yeah. bodily autonomy and all that stuff that's what staggered me and and the the speed with which people like Sean Penn or whoever just became f- almost fascistic overnight well Jennifer Aniston Jennifer Aniston these you people know. were just awful people and at no point did they say well you, you know it's your job if, if if any artist or anyone has said I'm going to get I'm vaccinated they, well they don't have to even declare this but if they if they did they'd say I'm vaccinated you know you do what is right for you. Yeah, I've got your choice. Yeah, your choice. Yeah, Absolutely. but I don't. I didn't. I didn't see anyone's really, really saying that. I mean, it's it was extraordinary. Well, no, the people, the people on our side. Let me put it that way, were quite happy to say it's it's your choice. So yes. I'm not going to demonize you for choosing to do it. That's your no. choice. But I didn't ever feel like I got that sort of break. No, no, no. 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 And also, no, exactly. you know, it, I mean, Canada particularly as a as a as a. Boy, failed, you know, Canada. Yeah, you know, what goes on in Canada now, and the, uh, the the you know the Canadian Parliament standing and applauding a, a Waffen SS Nazi guy. I mean, Trudeau must have known. Oh, yeah, of yes, he absolutely, did. absolutely. It's, and, it's division. You know, the, it's and meant the, to be divisive. The, the truckers and and the bank accounts getting closed down, and the and the trucks being. So I mean, it was just. It's it's only when you put it all together and you see some old clips and you see mm. what what madness was in was uh, was tolerated. That you start to start, start to think, actually, this this is we're in the middle. It's just because bullets aren't flying through the air, and it's a war. It it's is a war. It yeah. absolutely is. Would yeah. you would you go to the level? I've asked this of a few people because you know it comes up every now and then. Are we yeah. in some kind of spiritual war, like a good oh. versus evil battle? Are we? We were. Well, our last our last single was called Spiritual War. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, and that's exactly what this is. It, it is a spiritual war, and I tell you, we were we're friends with a Franciscan monk who's yeah. a human being and we were talking to him in 2020 just as this was all breaking and he was about to leave for south america to on, on, on good works mission and um we were chatting we, what do you think this is he said he had there was there was no doubt in his mind no he said this is good versus evil it's the rise of satanism god will win it's the rise of darkness against light light always wins and he and he still believes that he said that he, he said we're going to have some horrible times ahead but but light will be dark and god will be yeah uh, well, that's good to hear. That, yeah. that was his position he said that to us a long yeah over three years ago now well it's the and, deception the level yeah. of deception 
extraordinary. Yeah. It has been. Yes, yeah. And the fact that, you know, they, they it, it, the vaccines were safe and effective. That's what they said. Well, but they knew they weren't. Well, today, um, it, today we have a mainstream journalist, Adam Bolton, TV journalist, uh, and you've probably heard about the, the Russell Brand. Uh, yep, it's following that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, my, I, won't, I don't have a position on Russell Brand at all. Um, but uh, Adam Bolton said that what Ofcom should do, which is the the, the body that Regulatory. oversees yeah. The, the, yeah, the regulator, yeah, broadcasting regulator. Yep. What they should do is close GB News down. Extraordinary. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that 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 yeah. is the mainstream. That's the mainstream narrative. Who who cannot stand what GB News are doing. Well, talk yeah, TV, that's all it is. Talk TV refer to GB News as hate speech station. Yeah, hate speech station. Boy, they're fully yeah. buying in then, aren't they? Because those yeah, are yeah. all the, the buzzwords, hate speech, misinformation, yeah, yeah, yeah. malinformation. Oh, we're, we're, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, if you, you know, I mean, it's, it's the same. We have, it's, it's pronoun madness. It's you have to understand every 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 gender, every set. I mean, the whole thing is just complete madness. The idea that, uh, and I had this debate with someone on uh, Twitter, trans activist. I'm not quite sure what that is. But, um, and I said, well, you know, I think everyone should be who they want to be, but you can't control perception. You can't control how people see you. You, no. you can't. And um, and he, he said, well, it's all to do with self-identification. Well, you can identify whoever you want to be, but you cannot expect other people to see that, no, to yeah. understand that. that yeah, exactly. you, can tell them, you can tell them to, to your blue in the face. It doesn't mean they get, they're going to get it. And it's, it's, it's extraordinary how we have this weird idea now that, that you must see me how I see me. Well, <laughs> when has that ever happened? Which could change. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. What so does on the identification? Yeah. <laughs> somebody asked. The, um, I thought it was a really, really good point. They, 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 they were talking to somebody who believes in self-identification, and um, this guy was saying, "You know, I think you should be able to identify as, as whatever you want to identify as." And this, the interviewer said, "Well, okay, let, let, let's take that one step further." And uh, at the primary school down the road, there's an egg and spoon race, and the oldest competitor is eleven. Um, if I wanted to identify as an eleven-year-old, would I be able to compete? <laughs> of course. And the guy said, "Well, obviously not." Well, yeah. So it stops at that. Yeah. Yes. Let's just let let. It's, it's the failure of people to take the argument to its logical con- conclusion. Yeah. And I just wish uh, Christopher Hitchens was still around. Because, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. What the, would he the, be saying about this? I guess I think I, we can guess, well, but in his own I, way, you know. Yeah. Well, he would be. He would be. It would be re- reason would dr- would drive his decision. Mm. And reason and research would drive mm. his decision. I don't think he'd go with a spiritual war, though, because he was obviously oh, no, he atheistic, wasn't he? He was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's obviously everyone's choice. That's Might have changed mind. his mind, though. You never know. Yeah, people yeah. do. I mean, why? He found, might be up there now. Yeah. I, I also, <laughs> poor yeah, bastards. He said. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, what just came to mind is the is the brainwashing taken into every area. Do you remember the Kaiser Chiefs, or should I say Pfizer Chiefs, <laughs> at uh, the Isle of Wight festival? Where they, where they, uh, let's hear it from Moderna. Let's hear it for Johnson. Oh, Johnson. that's so let's cringy. And then, and then they encourage the crowd to hate, to boo, to boo the unvaccinated. Well, that's like George Orwell's Two Minutes of Hate, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 1984. And, and the Isle of White, the Isle of White hosted that. Uh, that they've not, they've never apologized, no. and I think it's a disgraceful position. Yeah. And I think the Kaiser Chiefs should. I think they're absolutely. It is a woeful. And horrendous act of of uh, incitement. I don't know. I don't know how they. I don't know how they ever get booked. No, I think no, I, I just don't know yeah, how they get booked. Yeah. Who, who books them? Yeah, you know. No wonder. No wonder people want to move on. You know. Yeah. Well, well they, 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 because, because they fucked up so much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, you, we, it's clear what the what the elites thought of the lockdown thing by Johnson's Partygate nonsense. Exactly. Oh, yeah. so that, that, and now we've recently seen this nauseating king of ours up at the jugged idiot up at the castle, quaffing champagne in in the company of that other idiot Mick Jagger at the Versailles. But Macron, Macron Hugh Grant, and, and Hugh Grant, all these other. You can see what is going on here. These people, because they're rich and because they are in positions of power. They think they are better than you, better than me, and better than all the other working people in the world. This, they are not. It's elitism. It is. It's disgusting. It's, it's repellent. Yeah, it's very totally with you on that. Totally. Yeah. And, and our audience is, as well. Telling yeah. everyone else, net zero, although they've gone there in their private jets, and to you <laughs> know, to tie right. the belts. They've got lobster and champagne. And, oh, come yeah. on. Well, yeah. we're all eating bugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and liking it, okay. And liking yeah, it, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, would it be fair to? Well, it's obviously you've sort of weathered any storm that might have come along. Uh, I mean, we look back at, at what you have been through in particular. Um, so, how would you sum it up? Um, we, we, you're in a better. You're in a better. I, I feel like I'm in a better place, even though I've taken a few hits along the way. I, yeah, I think overall, yes. What, what yeah, I think, yeah, is good, I think you, you sort of discover what sort of person you are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what it tells you. Am I the sort of person that would say things that I don't believe for money, or am I the sort of person that automatically believes what the authorities tell? Yeah, me? because greed is at the bottom of this, isn't it? Is that well, that's it, inescapable, isn't it? It's, yeah, well, it's narcissism. Greed, yeah, greed, narcissism, and gullibility. Well, well yeah. fear of missing out, fear of loss, losing something. Yes. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. your mortgage. You got to pay your mortgage. You got to send the kids to school. Um, exactly. I know that that's not necessarily nasty greed, but it's a it's a material form of materialism, isn't it? It is. Yes, well, that, it is. That, that's how they had people over a barrel. Yeah. Um, because yeah. if they, if, if they, I mean, you've got that dreadful uh, Mullins who used to run uh, Pimlico. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the he sold the company eventually, but basically you couldn't work for him if you didn't have the Was company. he the plumber? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah I saw that, yeah. Uh, Mullins, whatever his name is. Can't do that. Um, and, um, John. Yeah. No, that's not John. No, I can't remember. No. But... Um, so, so I think you know that for some people who, for imagine, imagine just a, you're a regular plumber, and you've got a wife and a, and a kid, and what your do you boss do? tells you, "What do you do?" Yeah, yeah and it's, yes. it's you know, it's it's cruel. It was wicked what they did. It was really, really wicked. Yeah. Particularly as when you look at the, the these uh, these posts from doctors through the years, oh, the vaccine is a hundred percent effective. Ah, uh, probably seventy yeah. percent. Or. Uh, um, no, 40%. no serious uh, serious illness in the hospital. Yeah, it kept degrading, didn't it? Like the yeah, alpha. Completely. And we just had uh, Yuval Harari saying, well, uh, COVID was what wasn't that bad, really. It wasn't exactly the Black Death or the Black Plague, I think he says. Uh, but it's given us a good insight in how we can lock down countries and we can cancel flights. I mean, these people are insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's what we've been thinking it was about. So I guess he said the quiet part out loud there. Yeah, uh, my, is he the one who wants to hack humans or says that humans yeah, are hackable yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, a cre- he's creepy, yeah. that guy. He's very like, creepy. My sympathy, what you have to remember is feel some sympathy for Yuval Harari's boyfriend. <laughs> because that guy <laughs> has to spend time with that critic. Yes. That, to me, is that's, a, a, tough is, that, that's a tough key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but yeah, no. So. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's hacked him. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 All right, well... It's been a really cool chat. Thanks for making, like I said at the start, some time for us. Is there anything like um, we've missed out or you want to say before we sort of? No, not really. No. If there are any promoters uh, in, uh, in, uh, in your part of the world that want to invite us over, <laughs> yeah, we'd be, we'd be more than happy to. And come we'll over. bring our own syringe just to make it clear. <laughs>
yeah. Other than that, nothing, no? No. We'll have to have you tested before you can come over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're yeah, put into was... quarantine, probably. Yeah, That's yeah. what we did here. That's what we did here. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we, we, same in the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, madness off. And what was it? That was interesting. There, there was one guy who lives who's a local retailer. And at the beginning of this, uh, we were. Talk- I just happened to be talking to him outside the shop, and he said, "What we, when when the quarantines were sort of first mooted, and he said, uh, yeah, what we, what we really need is we need the British Army on the streets to make sure people go to the quarantine as their direct." What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you, know, you know. Okay, mate. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I well, think my- we saw that in another exactly. country in our- the 1930s. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yeah. Our father. Yeah. Our father was in the Second World War, fought in the Second yeah. World War, and was convinced until the day he died that it, you know, fascism, whatever, could never happen in the UK, that, that it's a, we are a very different kind of place. What I know now is that that's not true. That, yeah, that, that's that. a shocker. That's a, And that same for here too, and Australia and the like countries. Absolutely. Yeah. It can happen like that. Yep. Yeah. Extraordinary. And it creeps up on you. And all those guys who went and fought thinking that that's what they were doing, Oh, they were. Uh, was no. it for nothing? Was it for nothing? It wasn't for nothing at the time, but I think yeah. over his over time, it's shown to it, be it, nothing. It will look like that. It will look like yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we have we have Nazi sympathisers and, and CCP sympathisers in yeah. uh, in Canada and and uh, yeah, they didn't go away, did they? They no, found they just new places to be, and and yeah. and it's yes. still there at a level. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah, yeah. I thought they're all in Argentina, but obviously that's not. No, true. they're not. No. <laughs> they moved out of there. <laughs> they moved yeah, out. Yeah. You got a better gig in the US, what Operation <laughs> Paperclip or whatever. It's certainly Canada, <laughs> by the looks of the. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Right. Canada, yeah. Oh, what a shame! Yeah. Yeah. What a shame! Yeah, yeah very sad. Yeah. All right, Fred and Richard Fairbrass, thanks for coming on our radio station. Really absolutely. enjoyed chatting with you guys, and 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 you know, thanks for the for standing up. You know, we need to do right. that. Also- one thing I should mention is there's a movie out in your part of the world called River of Freedom. No, we've we've been promoting it. We've talked to the Good. producers and we've been to Fantastic. the movie. Well, we'd just like to encourage everybody to go and see it. Have and, you seen uh, it? Or do you know you've seen uh, the promo? Yeah, well, I've seen bits. I, I keep every time I go back to watch it, my password runs out. So oh, I've got okay. to go. I've got to I can talk to someone and probably fix that if you want me to. Yeah, that would be fabulous. And also, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other good movie to watch is Sound of Freedom. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Child trafficking, that yeah. was really good. Oh, yes, I haven't seen that one. I've heard about that, though. Yeah, good movie. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of part of it, too, isn't it? It is. But it the, is, big, yeah. the big picture, that is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the open it, borders it in, in, uh, in America are all part of the, the I think, uh, a, a decision being made by people we do, don't elect and don't know to hollow out and destroy Western culture. Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's and what dilute and dilute the, it. Yeah, the yeah. culture. Yeah. 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 Well, it, you, you mentioned River of Freedom, and, and it's and an we've interesting. Got song, we've got a song called We're All Criminals in that, in that f- film. So it's another good reason to go and see. <laughs> oh, oh, fantastic. Good to know. Yeah. But that's been changing the thinking here. Regular good. people, the normies, we call them, have gone along and seen that. And the, and many of them have gone, oh, okay. Good for them. Brilliant. I get it. And and it's 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 sort of gentle, but it's you know, it's a it's a nudge. It's yes, kind of yeah. gentle, but it does have an effect. You know, yeah, good, I'm good, pleased to hear good. that. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. pleased to hear that. I've, I've got to watch you've got a song in it. Yeah, yeah we've got we're, a song in it. Yeah, song called yeah. We're All Criminals. Yep, yep. yep. We, we just all need to keep thinking for ourselves. That's yep. all it is. Okay. Yep. Fred and Richard from Right Said Fred, thanks so much and all the best to you. Thank cheers, you so much for having us. Thanks thank very you, much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.